Honey, check it out, you got me mesmerized With your black hair and your fat thighs Street poetry is my everyday But yo, I gotta stop when you drop my weight If I was working at the club Alright, welcome back everyone My name's Justin Belanger Thank you very much for tuning in to the High Button Podcast This episode is brought to you by Sport Wheels Warehouse Nova Scotia's largest baseball and hockey training center Indoor batting cages, hockey shooting gallery Camps, corporate events, birthdays, and more. Located at 78 First Lake Drive in Lower Sackville, the warehouse has all your sporting needs to get you to the next level or if you just want to have some fun. Check out sportwheels.ca and get in there today. All right, what's going on? You know, this whole coronavirus thing, it's, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it's bigger than business. It's it's about health and safety and, and getting back on the right track. If we want the sporting world to come back, we need to make sure that we're taking the right steps right now um, in order to make that future happen and, and come sooner. Who knows how long this is going to ride out for? Some people are saying it's going to be a couple months. Some people are saying it's going to be up to a year. Uh, nobody really knows. Maybe some people do know, but... You know, at the end of the day, we just need to be taking the right steps, um, you know, in order to make uh, a brighter future, you know, come sooner. Today on the podcast, it's just going to be me and dudes. We're going to talk about what our plan is to, to stay on course um, and make sure that this company goes the right direction. We know it's going to be okay. Hopefully you do as well. We're going to be answering some Twitter questions as well. Uh, it's going to be a great podcast. High button sports. You know what comes next here we go. COVID-19, COVID-19. Where did the 19 come from? I don't know. Technical term for it or something. Everyone probably thinks it's from the year. It's 2020, though. COVID-20, COVID-20. <laughs> I don't know. Are we going? Yeah, we're going. Wow. Uh, it's good to be back in the chair. Live from coronavirus what do they call it social distancing i've been calling it social fistancing but twitter people twitter has been helpful and in what terrifying way? what do you mean helpful i honestly i don't even know if it it has been helpful but you mean like for it, information or? information but at the same time it's scaring the shit out of people because there's so many people on twitter that have no idea what they're talking about including and, me and they're just yeah it, it, it's <laughs> i'm not blaming anyone we're all no. like it's tough. Coffee tastes better out of my HB mug. Plain and simple. I just, I wake up every morning and I go, our, our mornings are completely different, yours and I, yours and. Mine and yours, yeah. Mine I, and yours. I wake up and have to go sling furniture for people because apparently slinging furniture is an essential need. Because <laughs> you need a coach, right? I, mean, I get it. Like people are ordering TVs and shit, which I mean, smart. If you're going to sit at home for two weeks, might as well have a nice new TV, right? And have a smart TV so you can just sit there and talk to it. Then you can be your social distancing from the TV. So the thing, the thing about the furniture industry right now is, I, I wouldn't think people would be spending money on furniture. But I guess there's people that have way more money than us that can buy a new couch and a new yeah. TV right now. But I thought everyone would be saving their money. I think just the, buying food. The bulk of it is catching up on orders because a lot of stuff, like I know for us personally for the company, it's shit comes from like Montreal and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. it's. You know, sometimes there's stuff on back order or, you know, we're catching up from three months ago of people, you know, ordering their stuff and not getting it. Now they're getting it, right? And they still want it. Yeah. But, I mean, people have been pretty good. We're we're not going in people's homes and stuff like that. I mean, right now we have, um, like, Lysol wipes up the Yang in the truck. So, 
between every job I'm wearing gloves you know what I mean I, I always wear my hoodie over my face right just yeah. for, for extra precautions and I mean some people bitch yeah but I, I think they're not re- those are the people that aren't realizing like I'm doing this for you like nobody knows that that's the one thing that I've learned over this is nobody knows if they have the symptoms or not till it's till it hits you yeah I'm not saying I have it but it's like you don't know right so I'm, I'm not coming in your house for the safety of everybody for the sake of your family for the sake of my family you know what I mean so how are the tips are you getting tips uh, would you even accept a cash tip right now yeah, we accept tips. It's not so good this week because we're not going above and beyond, right? Like I, normally, when you're in town, you put a coach in a house and and then you have to unwrap it and put it together and stuff. And that's when people kind of see the true, yeah. you know, the I guess the hard work that goes into it. But yeah. right now, it's a lot of people. I mean, places are talking about not even accepting cash or trying not to use cash. And yeah. but it, I mean, other than that, it's whatever. That that was all from our mornings being different. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. We got off on the first topic. Let's go. <laughs> what else is there to talk about? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's only this. You know, like, like it's... I guess realistically we could, you know, like we were saying upstairs how you kind of take all this for granted. And it's, you know, like at one point this is what, at the very beginning of this, this is what I did in my spare time, right? And then we've evolved and evolved and evolved. And eventually it got to the point where we're doing something, you know, every second night or every weekend. And we're at the bulk of hockey season. Soccer was around the corner. Basketball was still going. Now it's all gone, right? So now we're sitting here going, "Shit!" The I, fact that we switched our name to HB Sports like a while back is kind of biting us in the ass now. Not that we could do really anything in entertainment or anything like that. But. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day, or not every every day. I think about it, but if this just could have happened, if this started in January, it would have been not perfect timing. It's never perfect timing for something like this to no. happen, but. Just would have been a little bit more convenient, I guess, for us. But then I think about that. It's like, all right, Justin, you're being a little selfish here. Convenient for us. It's bigger than you. It's everyone that's being affected. Every company out there is like, oh, I wish this happened with here then, you know, like. Or just didn't. Or just didn't happen. Yeah. The crazy part for me is that all those weird, like, I don't want to call them conspiracies, but shit like the Simpsons predicting this and the Space Jam ending on the same day that basketball ended and that book that predicted this and. And all this crazy shit. It's like, I don't know who to believe, man. And like you said about Twitter, it's it's awesome for, you know, it's like a newspaper, virtual newspaper. But at the same time, it's like Wikipedia. Anybody can just say whatever they want. Like, there was one thing going around about gargling hot water, and that'll kill the virus in your throat. And then a doctor I did comes that. on, and they're like, they're like, that's not... <laughs> Like, if that was the case, we wouldn't have this issue. If it just killed the virus, everyone would just be gargling salt water, you know, and we'd all be good. We wouldn't have to do this shit, but it's all good. Are we getting a lot of Twitter questions right now? No, we only have one. You got to keep in mind, too, 10.30 in the morning, Saturday. Today's Saturday, too. You're right. You know what? Uh, there's a new movie coming out tonight on CBC, the uh, Bobby Orr story. or dude, fuck, I, I tweeted it out on our, our, our Twitter account there. CBC has a new... I, th- I didn't think they were planning on releasing it this soon, but they know no one... You know, the, the Gordie Howe story tonight. 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Gordy. time on CBC. So it's the exact same time when Hockey Night in Canada is supposed to be going and they're releasing the movie. So that's what I'm doing. You know what I forgot? And you know who's in it? Who? Um, Steve Lund. No. He, his brother was on our podcast. He's like, he lives out in Vancouver. He's the actor. Their dad's the, the coach who ripped his tie off and threw the sticks in the, on the ice. Famous oh, freak out. Um, not Playfair. Playfair, but his brother. 
Yeah, yeah, the guy that does uh, the Letterkenny. Yeah, Letterkenny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dylan, He's in it. Dylan Playfair. So he plays uh, the son of Gordy Howe because you know how Gordy Gordy Howe's sons ended Gordy. up playing in the NHL. Yep. So he's one of the sons. That's pretty badass. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch that. So that's on I was tonight. just going to say, that's one thing that I totally forgot about. It's been, what, a week now, I guess? Maybe a few weeks since we really have been buckling down and having people go inside. And I've never missed hockey more in my life. Every second day I was watching the Leafs game. I didn't give a shit if they lost one, you know what I mean, forfeit. But it was now, like, I'm home and I'm falling asleep at 7 o'clock because it's just like, what do you do? I've I never learned, missed sports yeah. more in my life. I'm learning a lot about myself during this, that my whole life is pretty much based around sports. Always has been. Shooting content. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Just being idiots, basically. I can't even be an idiot because I have to do it in my own yard with just me. It's tough. Yeah, it absolutely is. I think if this was in the summer, I know it's starting to get nicer now, but if this was in the summer, it would be a completely different story for everybody. Everyone would be willing to stay home because what's why, better why? Every, in with the nice summer. weather then you can sit outside at your house and drink beer and shit like that but because uh, it's cold everyone's actually stuck in the house i see what you're saying right social yeah. distancing honestly it's true like if you had a imagine if you had like a pool in your backyard big old deck like our old place in east ants oh with the pool and stuff and big garage like i'd be isolating yard. myself there i just lay in the pool all day and drink beer see you later all right i'm going to dudes i'll see you in a couple <laughs> years <laughs> yeah see you when this is done yeah see you later i'll be in the pool honestly so, so like that's that's another thing too like i know it's nice today so when i get home i'll i'll do some shit i got you know you buy a new house there's always stuff to do but like get out and maybe figure out where i'm putting the fire pit and i got a bunch of wood to reclaim and shit like that so well for everyone that doesn't know my girlfriend she's a interior designer and this is the the best time of year to be working on your house to be fixing things like because you have so much time to work on your house so sarah she's been doing uh, a lot of runs to ikea to pick things up because oh, okay. she's still working i know but I went to Ikea with her the other day. It's tons of people in there just still like buying stuff to, to fix up their houses because this is just that time of year. If you're Can't ever going to, if you're ever going to fix something out up in your house, if you're ever going to do some garden work, if you're ever going to do anything, now's the time. Now is the time. And that's the industry that you're in. So your, your business is still booming. You're still delivering uh, furniture, TVs, fridges, yeah. things like that. And I, yeah, like appliances definitely are a need, but it's like, you're right though. It's, to get shit done like there's no real excuse now like you can't sit home and be like not work all day and then the wife asks you when are we gonna do this and be like ah, i worked all day i can't yeah. do it today it's like i seen a guy yesterday leaving kent and he had fuck, i don't know if he was rebuilding a house completely but he was just cruising along smiling he had all kinds of this he had subfloor and drywall and all this shit and i'm like man that guy is getting some shit done at his house right now <laughs> because really is there a better time to sit at home and do shit Work on your own house, work on you, work on... And that's one thing, too, I'm hoping that people kind of realize, you know, there's going to be certain ways where you have to reconnect with, like, all these memes about, like, oh, apparently, there, or there's a family in my living room, and apparently we're related, they're pretty nice people, like, all that kind of shit. It's actually probably true for the most part. Like, I know for me and Lise, like, our when we're working, our, our schedules are opposite, right? Yeah. I'm coming home, she's just leaving. Yeah. So you get that couple hours at night. Now we're watching like two, three movies when I get home. She's already there. It's like, what yeah. do we even do? Yesterday we went for a drive. We drove to fucking Muscadabit or Upper Muscadabit or something like that. We just drove. Really? Didn't use GPS, nothing. Just jumped in the car with Jovi and that's what we did. We just took off and then we were like, ah, oh, fuck, we might as well go home now. You know, just to get out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is true. I never thought of it from that aspect. No. My parents just took off to the cottage and said, see you later. See you later. We're like, no one in the house. I told, I'll tell you 
well, I already told you, but I'll tell the listeners. They're getting, they're not nervous, but there's just cars driving around. Because like, when you live out, or not when you live, but when you have a cottage out in the country, you're pretty aware of who's around you, what cars are driving around. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. aware of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And they said that they're seeing a couple random shitty cars just kind of driving around looking. And you thought, you know, they're just going for a drive, almost like what you did to Muscadaba. You're just yeah. driving around. But they think could be people trying to you know maybe rob the place scope get the food, place out, yeah. scope it so like I, my, my dad called me the other, the other day because right now i'm at my parents place and they're saying you know just you know just at night time just take a look around just make sure that nothing's going on he's not saying anything could happen but street smart if this if this thing starts to get real like it is real now but yeah. if this thing starts like do you see the grocery stores right now not a lot in there no it's it's getting scary so yeah. if it gets to that point and people are running out of food and it, 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 I don't think it, we'll ever run out of food because that's the whole thing about this essential need stuff is that the trucks are still running and you know what I mean? Like they're closing the border today, but not for long haul truck drivers and, you know, people that are carrying goods and, yeah. you know, f- medical equipment and, and speaking of medical, medical equipment, that's, I guess this would be a good segue to really I know we posted about it and I posted about it too, about being a nurse or a doctor or, or any sort of, yeah. you know, medical, you know, employee whatsoever. I know there's like people coming out of retirement to handle the need and, you know, students that are in their last year of school, they're now rushing them through to get them on the, on the floor and stuff like that. And I understand it's frustrating times, but like, and my, my mindset is the real reason why we're doing all this is obviously to flatten the curve as they say, but we're looking out for the nurses, man, and 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 the elderly folk. Like, if the, if the nurses can't be safe, then there's nothing we can do. Everyone's just gonna die, right? So, like, that's why. I mean, I know we're sitting here, but we're we're practicing our our distancing as as we should. But you go to the grocery stores and stuff like that. You see people standing around. They're leaning in the cars. You know, people are coughing on each other. They're like picking up things groups. that they're not gonna buy, then putting them back. I'm like, come on. It's guys. just like large groups. Like I know my sister posted yesterday. She was at Sobeys picking up my niece after a shift. And which is another, uh, I guess, set of employees that we really have to kind of give kudos to. No, it was super or like superstore Sobeys, that kind of shit. Those workers, oh, yeah. the grocery stores. But she said there was like five, six groups. Oh, giving people hugs. How you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. Like, I get it. But just figure it the fuck out. Like, it's not that hard. If you want to do it, like the lo- the less we do it, the longer we're going to have to do it. And that's what people, oh, well, it's not that bad here. We only got 15 presumptive cases. Like. So did everybody else start at fucking 15. Yeah. And then at one point, they didn't listen to anybody. Like, we already have the facts and the numbers in place from these other places. Italy, France, you know, China. They're, they literally are laying out facts for us. Well, they're telling our story of what we're going through right now. They go, look, Italy. They're like, okay, yeah, look, Canada. That was us three weeks ago. And then we just kind of took it somewhat serious. And now look at us. Exactly. And, you know, I'm, I went to Sobeys yesterday. And right next to the Sobeys, there's a dollar store. You know, when you walk into Sobeys, the doors automatically open for you. So you don't have to touch the doors. But right next to the Sobeys in Bedford, there's a dollar store. And we were kind of parked in between Sobeys and the dollar store. So I was looking at people walk into the dollar store. And the dollar store, I said the dollar store a lot there. You got to rip. You got to pull the door open. Mm-hmm. And people are just touching the doorknobs with no gloves. 
just nothing, just not being aware of anything. Because it, it's not what I heard. It's not airborne. It, it, it's, it is it surfaces, and metal surfaces are the worst. Apparently, if you touch metal surfaces, that's where it could live the longest. Yeah, it's like metal, stainless steel, that kind of shit. It can be airborne, but we're only up to three hours, right? Like, and here's another thing. I was going through my because yesterday I went, I picked up a twelve pack. Last night, actually, I forgot to tell you this. Me and the boys, well, you saw. I see. Yeah, you guys did a like a social beer thing. Yeah. We, it was that was probably the best hour, two hours of my week just sitting yeah facetiming drinking beer with the boys just sitting there we're talking uh, we're doing it tonight i think it was just that's another thing too is like you take that for granted like yeah me and the boys like you know billy nosy all them boys all wig i'll go through the list just because i don't want anybody out warren's manny yeah. um campbell wig did i say wig um we don't hang out as much as we used to because of obvious reasons we all got different careers and shit like that and we live in different places but now when you actually can't go hang out with them it actually hits you a lot more you're like yeah well fuck you're like what can i do tonight you're, and when you're bored you're like well what are the boys doing yeah but now you're just like well that doesn't matter what the boys are doing so that's yeah. what they were they were do a couple of them did it last night too the uh social beers so anyways i was walking into the liquor store and i had my like a mask on and i kind of looked in i was like oh no one else has a mask on and I, I for some reason i was like embarrassed i was like i'm not putting my mask on but looking back on it last night when i went to bed i was like justin you idiot you should have put the mask on like uh, I, yeah, I don't I, think that's necessary, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. It depends I, on your mindset. Everybody's I, looking at this different, I was just, right? like, embarrassed. I was like, oh, there's, like, ten people in there. None of them have their mask on. I'm not putting I Just for me, on. if you're if you the only one in there with the mask on, people are like, what the fuck's this guy saying? You I should have put the mask on. The guy brought it. I don't know. Just walk around like this? Just don't, don't know what kind of beer I'm buying? This is how we do the podcast? <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I'm good, man. I wasn't anywhere near the mic. There. Where's my mask at? Where's my, I see people putting masks on their dogs, for Christ's sake. Which is hilarious. I mean, I don't know if they're doing it as a joke. I don't know why I'm still doing this, but it was kind of in the moment. Let me ask you this, because okay. I'm pretty sure Levi is aware of what's going on. Do you think Jovi, 100%. he knows something's up? He does, yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, Lisa and I are never home together, Yeah. right? So that's always one of us. Now we're both always there, Yeah. I guess, from like 2 o'clock on. Yeah. And they just pick up on your vibe, man. It's yeah. so weird. Like, even if, because whenever Lisa and I get into like deep conversations about anything, it's about the pandemic and all that shit. And yeah, I'm using buzzwords right now. Get at me. <laughs> but it's like, he can tell because we're not just talking like, ah, oh, look, we got this and that. Oh, you got to wash your hands. Like, you're not happy. It's not that I'm pissed off. It's just that the dogs can pick up on that, which is so weird because now he'll like, we'll talk about something and he'll come up and start like nuzzling you and be like, it's fine. Or like, he'll be like, let's, let's go do this. Or like, let's go outside. And you're just like, how the fuck does he know what's Levi going on? Levi knows, yeah. And it's so weird. And if that doesn't prove all the things that they've been saying over the years. You know how people say, well, if you're going to act scared around the dog, the dog's going to treat you like you're a bitch, right? Because they just pick up on that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. He knows. He has no idea what the fuck we're talking about, as far as I know. Because when you want him to listen, he doesn't, right? Yeah. yeah. But then it's all of a sudden you, you say fucking pandemic, and the dog's like, what? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Like, no, man. But they do know, which is weird. But Levi's probably living the dream right now. Oh, he loves it out there. Think about what we're talking about right now. Our dogs. Dogs. It's a sport. We're a sports company. <laughs> yeah, no sports. Talk about dogs. Dogs do sports. All right, so I remember <laughs> before my parents went to the cottage, like it was me, Sarah, my mom, my dad, and then Levi. We we're all not Levi. Obviously, wasn't part of the conversation, but he kind of was. <laughs> so we're all just sitting there, being like, okay, like here's how much money you have. Here's how you have to spread it out. Here's the type of food you need to be buying. Here's all this other stuff. You come out of the room six feet. Are you Are you leaving? What time are you going to be? Virtual hug. Okay, just tax me. So I remember we're all sitting. See you, Sarah. So we're sitting up there um, in the living room, 
and it, you could tell Levi was just he didn't know who to like come to? up to. Like yeah. you know how Levi likes to be he'll come up to you and put his back to you so you can rub him. Yeah, standard dog. He just didn't. He just kept looking at all four of us in a circle. He's like, "Who am I talking to? Who needs the most help? Who? What's going on right now?" Because the way my dad led the charge in the conversation was like, "Okay, here's what, here's what because he's the military guy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, all right, here's how Structure. everything's gonna work. You know, I was like." So we ended up just going to my dad because he saw my dad was the most like, you know, into it. He's doing all the hand yeah. motions and all this, you know, talking in, you know, oh, 2,700 hours yeah. and all this shit. What's your dad saying? Is he, has he given you any fatherly advice? Like anything like that? No, I think. Because, you know, he's your, you know, you're, you're his kid. Like yeah, I'm yeah. sure some parents are like, you know. I sent my dad, my parents a message just asking if they were, you know, if they were good to go, if they needed anything. Because I'm in the city all the time, right? Yeah. Well, I guess now I am. Um. But no, he hasn't given me any real advice. I think in my dad's mind, I've been living in a pandemic since I moved out, right? So it's like, how is this guy, how was he, he basically, in my head, he, he looks at it like, how the how the fuck has he made it this far, yeah. you know? Because like I said, you know everything. Like yeah. I, you know, lived on coaches and random people's houses. And, you know, you, at some point you're just like, for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to get through this because I got through the rest of my life. Yeah. And obviously the rest of my life wasn't fucking coronavirus, but it's like... He just probably just was like, ah, he's fine. You know, he yeah. made it through. He lived in Windmill for four years with the greasiest guys, you know. And, you know, if, if anything, I'm probably immune to it from living in that place. I was going to say, during these things, man, it's, it's the strong that survive. I'm not saying you're strong, but the people that are just... Uh, the people who are surrounded by chaos more yep. are going to be able to pass this thing. I well, could be wrong. Stress is a killer, man. I could be wrong. I, you know, the, if, if you get the disease, you could die. Who knows? But... I don't know. I, I just see people that stay calm and don't, you know, buy 50 toilet paper roll packages. Like, oh, I got I to gotta buy milk and egg, all this. <laughs> it's the people that just stay calm, look at life for what it is and go, okay, I'm going to assess it day by day and then go from there. It was like the day you asked me what, what I thought. And I was like, honestly, I don't know what to think. And you're like, fuck, if you, if you don't have a, even if the answer that I give you is wrong, yeah. I still give you an answer. I'm like, ah, it's fine. Like, we're going to yeah. be good. And then that day I was like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, like, when don't you don't have an answer, think. you know something's up. Yeah, but for me, like I said, stress is a killer. They say that stress is living in fear is what beats down your immune system. So for me, like, this goes back to hockey, too. This is a lesson that I learned, I think, maybe through Kirk or something in Midget, and it really kind of stuck with me, was you can't try and control things that are not in your control. You know what I mean? You can't control what the refs are going to call. That's a touchy subject for me because I was always really hard on the refs, but... Things that you can't, like, there's nothing I can do. Like, all I can do, like I said to you, is all we can do is wash our hands and, and keep distance from people. And, and if it happens, it happens. Like, you can't just sit here and go, I need to do this because that's going to lead to this. And then if I don't do that, that's going to lead to this. You don't fucking know. We didn't know any of this was coming. You know what I mean? At one point, it was in Wuhan. And we were like, oh, we're in Canada. We're fine. Oh, yeah. And then then all of a sudden, you know, a month, two months later, here we are. Right? You and I are going, like, it took us a while to even have the confidence to... To do this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just kind of like sketchy. And at the same time, it's like, well, I don't want to ruin somebody else's life. But yeah. once they go, okay, well, you're fine just to do, you know, social distancing. I'm so tired of using this term. Um, then we were like, fuck it. You know what I mean? And and people want shit to listen to right now. Let's be honest. I'll probably go home and listen to our own podcast today. 100%. Because what else are you going to do, right? Um, NHL players, are they still getting paid right now? You know what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. I'm going to see. I know NBA players as of April 1st, they're not going to be getting paid. East Coast uh, East Coast players, they stopped getting paid like the day the league shut down. A in the AHL, I'm not sure, but 
It says NHL players, this is on ESPN.com, NHL players will be paid final three checks through the, excuse me, through the end of the season. And then it cuts off. National Hockey League players will receive their final three scheduled paychecks despite the season being suspended because of the coronavirus outbreak, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly told ESPN on Friday. So they get their three more payments before the planned April 4th end of the regular season. First paycheck, which they received Friday, was for services rendered from February 24th to March 5th. This is actually crazy because people forget to realize that these guys are being paid like bi-weekly or whatever it is. It's not just, you know, you don't sign a $10 million contract and get $10 million up front. Like that's just not how it goes, right? It's a job. Yeah, exactly. But that's people, even I forget to realize that. I'm like, what do you mean? There's final three paychecks. Just give them the lump sum. I wonder if it's direct deposit or if it's a check. I would say the technology is probably good enough for it to be direct deposit, wouldn't you? Yeah, but for some reason, if it, I would just like a check. If it's that much money, it's just nice to kind of look at it and hold it and just, okay, I'm going to put this in. But that's not, it's different for us where we're not, you know, we don't collect million dollar paychecks for yeah. the high button. Yeah. But these NHL players, they don't want to have to fucking deal with the money. They just yeah. like, you know, they have a job to do, take the money to my family. Yeah. And, you know, there's obviously the booze bags and shit like that. They're like, fuck yeah, I gave yeah. my money, I'm going out. But I guess at one point this wasn't a guarantee that the NHL was getting their yeah. their paychecks. But, I mean, really. Well, at the end of the day, those guys are millionaires, man. It's not Those aren't the guys that you need to worry about not getting paid. you got to think, too, like, for them, a lot of their money comes from the money coming into the, comp- into the business, into yeah. the team, right? So if there's nobody in the seats and there's no games going on, there's no merchandise being sold, and there's no fucking $28,000 beers being sold, then where's this money coming from, right? That's a big part that's honestly helping me with this whole, like, you know me, man, my whole life is high button sports. I wake up and go high button sports, high button sports. And the fact that I just haven't been able to do anything, it does suck. But what does help me is knowing that, okay, no one's getting anything done. That's right. Yeah, I'm sitting here, I'm watching a movie. I've probably watched every YouTube video there is at this point. But I can watch it going, okay, well, what can I do? Because no one else is doing anything. It's, it's This is bigger than business. Yep. This is It's about health and safety. Yeah, it's a health crisis. So that's kind of helping me get through to some shit. And you're a worrier as is, man. You We'll be driving a PEI for a road trip and... You know, you'll worry about something like, oh, how much gas do we have? And, like, we're good. Like, we, there's gas stations on the way. So I can't imagine what your brain must be like for this shit. Because for me, it's like, well, there's nothing I can fucking do. So it's, you know, I'm just going to keep rolling with that. But I'm and try- I've been dying to do a podcast or something like that. I'm trying to think of it from the positive perspective. Because I remember when this all happened, you texted me and you said, Justin, only good is going to come from this. Because mm-hmm. you knew what my head was going through. My head was spinning. When that, when the U Sports got canceled, when the women's IIHF, when the junior fucking C. Oh, that made me so mad when that got canceled. Everything, but, just all at once, right? But my head was spinning. And I remember you texted me. You said, Justin, only good is going to come from this. And it took me like a couple hours to think how is only good going to come from this. But then I saw all the love that we were getting on Twitter. Yeah. Everyone messaging us saying, thinking of you guys, high button sports, you know, you guys are going to bounce back. You guys are going to be bigger and better than ever when this is done. And that's what, that's what made me realize it, right? Was okay. Yeah. We knew we kind of had people that liked what we were doing and we had some fans and stuff, but you don't, I think the good part of this, what we have going is that we don't ever take that and go oh we're good we have fans like in our heads we need to just keep pushing 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 we don't have enough fans or we're not connecting to enough people or we're not relating with enough people but when you get guys like you know i'll, sh- I'll show them all right now graham from global yeah i mean we had the couple of junior a lacrosse teams mention us and be like hey boys like you guys were just about to pick up momentum the thunderbirds head coach That's mike a, yeah like, come on so it's like i realized at that point that holy shit like you know, there is a demand for what we're doing and people are enjoying what we're doing. And when this suddenly comes to an abrupt stop, it's the same as anything else. People are going, what the hell? 
What do we do? But the fact that I know that all these people are in our corner, the one thing we have to make sure we do though, is that people don't forget about us, right? So by doing this podcast and stuff like that, we're reaching out to our fans. We're doing this for them and obviously for our, our, our own selves mentally. But when you realize that you have all these people in your corner and the people that are supporting you without us seeing the support, it's kind of like, okay, when we're done this, people are going to be looking, what are they doing now? What's up? What's going on? I wonder what the high button boys are doing. Same with, I wonder what the Leafs are doing. I wonder what the, not that anyone gives a fuck what Montreal's doing, but what are they doing? What's, you know, what's the Thunderbirds? What's the Wanderers next step? Like all this shit. And that's where we're going to come into play. All we're doing is stockpiling. Instead of us getting everything out now, mm. we're just going, okay, we had to do this. We got to do this. When this is done, we have this, 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 and it's all going to be one big mm. lump sum, just like everybody's payments at the end of this. There's <laughs> a part of me that oh, I can't tell the listeners but dudes obviously you know the meeting that i had before all this happened and you know what potentially could happen but there's a part of me that wonders was this meant to be which part the the coronavirus like you know what was this not supposed to go through was this supposed to calm down so maybe you have to make it a little bit of a a, a decision yeah, you maybe have to make it was a pivot here to humble us maybe humble us a bit yeah. because you and i both know you know March, April, May, June, we were we were flying into some shit. Yep. And now that's all, not, I'm not going to say done, but it's on a halt. Yeah. So there's a part of me that thinks, okay, maybe, you know, I, I believe that everything happens for a reason. And it does suck. Like, I don't understand why this is happening. I, I get, you know, like, I'm always going to say it. This is bigger than sport. But there's a part of me that thinks, okay, you know, this was meant to happen. I don't know why. but Sort of our control, like I said earlier. There's nothing we can do. There was, oh, oh, fuck, Kyle Dubas random thought but i he tweeted uh when jake muzzin got hurt he was out for like eight weeks and i remember leafs nation was like oh no we're done jake muzzin's done it's done and then uh kyle dubas tweeted out like it was like a poem it was like about about a farmer who looked at both sides of life and it was essentially about his son he's like you know his son uh, he broke his leg and the neighbors came over and said oh i'm sorry about that your son broke his leg and he's like yeah who knows who cares but then the next day the military came through and started recruiting and his son had a broken leg so he couldn't go to the war so then his neighbors came over and were like hey that's great and he's like i don't know who cares and then the next day uh his cows ran away and his neighbors came back and like oh you know sorry about that your cows ran away and he's like eh, whatever who cares and yeah. then the next day the cows came back with like 50 more cows that he got for free and then the neighbors came back and like hey great for you you got 50 free new cows and he's like eh, whatever so he's saying that life just kind of evens out yeah, yeah so the way sure. i'm looking at this is it's just going to even out life is going to be fine the the company's going to be fine we're not paying employees we're not paying office rent we're not paying into to benefits for that's people. the one the one benefit we have no that we do have yeah the, the overhead is, is you know the stuff that we use is what we already have you know what i mean it's me and you i know we have some writers and stuff and shout out to all those boys and some guys that help us out but yeah. like for the most part you know we're not paying guys you know 30 40 grand a year to do shit yeah. so like I, I said we're too new to lose right now yeah we might slow down but we're still so new that everything is a, is a new step for us it's not like we're taking steps down we're still climbing because we're at the point now where the last year has been our craziest and the most demand for us and, and you know where we're seeing the most success so far but it it's not like we were a multi-billion dollar company and now all of a sudden we're going bankrupt because of this shit right yeah bankrupt bankrupt but that's why I said we're too new to lose right now. In my mind, it's only good's going to come of this because people are going to want our shit more. We're going to want to pump out more. That's the big thing is we sit around for this long. 
And I, like I said, we, at the beginning of this, it was, you know, we did it in our spare time and I know you've been doing this full time, but for me, it was like, okay, yeah, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. Now it's like, I want to do this. And now it's the point where like, man, what are we going to do? Because we can't do anything. Yeah. So we're, we're going to be good, I think. And then it just comes back to looking at the opposite side. You got to think of companies that are small, but do have, you know, 17 employees and they had to let them go. You know, I, I know tons of buddies that, not tons of buddies, but I do know people that have been let go. I know, you know, com- uh, business owners that had to let people go. Mm-hmm. So you got to think of that, you know, mm-hmm. so, you, you know, like I said, it, it all evens up. It's, e- it's easy to sit here and go, why me? Why this? Yeah, why exactly. that? Blah, blah, blah. But you, like, that's what I said earlier about like go, not going in people's homes. It's not about me. You know what I mean? And once you start thinking about other people a little bit more, then you're, you're going to be better off, right? It's funny how you just like switch your mindset and then things just kind of open up for you. Yeah. That's what I had to do. At one point in my life when I was, you know, all to my own fault, just being an idiot, you know, drinking, partying, all that shit as, as a, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, probably to 25, yeah. just being an idiot. And then you're broke and you got debt and, you know, you're tired and, and all this shit. And, and you're thinking, why me? What did I do? Blah, blah, blah. And then once I get out of that mindset and I'm thinking the only reason I'm in this scenario is because of me. Yeah. It's just a lot easier to go to, you know, tiptoe through life like it's, you know. But now look at you. You're in your own house. You can do whatever you want. If you want to smoke a joint on your couch, you can. Which I do. It's your house. That's the first thing I'm doing when I get home today. It is crazy how things like that, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Now my money's going to like trim for the windows and baseboard and, you know, exacto knives and shit like that instead of like, I'm not going to name, but just like stupid shit. It's It's just funny how like once you switch your mindset, man, a lot of it's mindset. I know it's hard to get out of, especially right now. Think about if you had a shitty mindset, not a shitty mindset, or things just weren't going your way yeah. up until this point, yeah. and now all of a sudden it's even worse. Yeah. Like I get that, but it's like, like I said, trying to control things that you have absolutely no control over is going to kill you. Last night, perfect example. Not last night. It was probably like 12, 1 o'clock. I'm upstairs making some soup, and I'm, you know, I'm in the dumps. I'm like, what are we doing, Justin? Come on, you got to figure something out. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, Justin, come on. Stop being a baby. Wake up. Do something. So what do I do? Uh, okay. Brad Marchand, he, he's probably home sitting bored doing nothing. I'm going to DM him on on Instagram. Nothing came of it, but the ball got rolling. I messaged one of his buddies that knows him. He's going to reach out to him, see if we can get him on the podcast. All right, yep. what else could you do? Who Call else do you in. know? Who can you get? Like, And then just, things just start happening. And then I put like a good like three hours of work in after that. Has anything come of it yet? No, but things are in motion for something to happen. And then your mind just gets going. And people are seeing that we're still like, we're still pretty active on Twitter. I know like we put that highlight package together from this, the one U cup game that we got to see and you you know, it got a pretty good response and I'm going to, we're going to do the same things with like some of the midget games that we did. And we're just going to go through and and use a lot of our footage that we haven't put out and put it out out on the thing just for people to see, right? Like we're still trying to make things happen. That's what I want everybody to know that obviously no one's like fucking high button. Those guys aren't doing anything right now. Like (laughs) what a bunch of idiots, you know? Um, do you want to answer some Twitter questions right now? We're 35 minutes into this. Yeah, we'll go to the first one. Uh, this guy's a big fan of ours, has been for a while, Joey. Joey Halifax, well, at JoeyMax902. What up, Joey? He says, how are you guys handling this new reality we find ourselves in? I think we kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, how are you handling it? I guess not what are you doing, but you know, what is your, I guess your routine of a day um, to, to make yourself get to the end of the day and get one day closer to the end of isolation. You know what I mean? Um, I honestly think the one thing that I'm doing to help me get through this, it, not odd, but it just is, is um, I'm looking back at all of our old content. 
Yeah. I'll go back and look, look what you, cause you know, when you're in the middle of growing a company, you don't look back, you look ahead. Exactly. But right now there's really nothing to look ahead to. So what I'm doing is, you know, I'm going back and looking at that mic'd up video with Welshie with, uh, when we went up to Moncton and, and Luke and mic'd up, uh, Henman. Luke Henman yeah. and, and just all the content we did, excuse me. Because you don't really think, you don't really, like I said, when you're starting a company, you don't rest on your loyals. You don't uh, look at what you've done. You just keep pushing, keep pushing. But like I said, nothing to really push towards. So I've been looking at a lot of our old content, kind of analyzing it, saying, okay, how can we be a bit better here? You know, that we did this great. Maybe we should do this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of analyzing the whole company more. That's a good way to reflect. Great way to reflect. So when this is all over, trust me, when this is all over, we're coming fucking full steam ahead. Well, that's... but. That that's probably what I've been doing. What what about you? Uh, I think f I mean it's a little bit different for me. I live way out in the country. Like for you to go outside, you're you're less than five feet away from people, regardless. Like yeah. on your deck. But I live out in the country. I'm trying to. I'm the same way. I look at the content right now. I'm trying to get more into because I mean you do a lot of the editing and stuff like that. And so for me, I go home every day and I take clips and I put them into iMovie or whatever I use. To, Good time to practice. I practice. I look at new ways to do things. I fuck up a couple times. I look at all the other stuff and I'm thinking where we've come from last year. Because remember we talked about this last year. All the time. We're like, holy shit. At one point we had a you know a half decent camera. Now we have a great camera, right? We had this. Now we get this lavalier mic and we started thinking. So I'm like, I'm not a... I still don't look in the past. I hate the past. Like, I don't hate it, but I just hate talking about it because that's the road that leads you to where you are. So for me, it's just the light at the end of the tunnel is now it's a little bit farther away, but it's not going to stop us any. So for me to deal with shit, it's like I go outside, I go for drives, I smoke more dope. It gets the brain going. You know what I mean? It's, it's more time for you mm. and to connect with, you know, with your girlfriend or your dog or, mm. or whatever. So I'm just kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say cherishing the moments because that's just a weird term to use during a pandemic yeah but it's just like i'm just trying to keep myself sane basically just yeah. do shit you know what i mean do stuff around the house edit some videos watch some content get some ideas for some new stuff watch other people's stuff like I'm not gonna lie i'll watch some of stroby stuff and see oh that was cool i wonder what he's using for that or or anybody man like i, I ended up what was i looking at the other day it was like cats running into screens <laughs> You know what I mean? It was fucking hilarious, but it was like, how did I get here? And that was just my, my brain telling me, just get your mind off that and do this. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm doing anything different other than just not hanging out with you as much, which is probably better for me anyways, but <laughs> yeah, um, a terrible influence. We'll go to the next question. Mike Morant, big time friend of the show. Boy, Mike, um, with the unexpected, Oh, sorry. At Mike Morant with the unexpected early off season, I know you guys are using the downtime to its full extent. What can high buttoners expect for the 2021 season? Well, first of all, let's pray that there is a 2021 season, but this is something that me and dudes always talk about is we're learning what we're bad at and we're learning what we're good at. And I think this past year is a reflection of what we are excelling at and what we're able to do. Don't get me wrong. We're always trying to come up with new innovative ways to make the company grow and, and find out what we're even better at. But right now I think that we are most effective, um, you know, it's funny because when you start this company, when you start any company, you need money. So I'm not saying that right now, high button sports, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to transfer off and do something else. We could, but right now where people want us the most is, uh, is sport highlights. So mm -hmm. we've, uh, I don't care. I can say it. We, we've submitted a couple bids for the, for just oh, leagues, different just leagues, different leagues. And, um, hopefully those go through and, yeah. and that's kind of what, our main focus is for next year is to do highlights and, and to do 
you know, content for these in-game stuff, real time kind of shit. Exactly. Right? So that's probably what 2021 is, is more focused on. And then the podcast game, I, you know, we're getting real. Well, not that we're getting good. I think we're, you know, we got two cameras set up for a podcast. We got top of the line microphones. We got three Dude, podcasts under our umbrella. Dudes and I know how to hold a conversation with anyone. I feel for three hours. So like we we know what we're good at. We know what we're bad at, and and that's only just going to get better. And um. I wish a lot of you guys could see our emails right now or like the high button at gmail.com. The, the emails that we're getting for, for uh, kids that want to have summer internships with yes. us. We want to have these kids on board with us in the summer. It sucks because who, you know, the summer's up in the air right now, but we have the equipment for these kids to come work for us, get some behind the scenes content, because I think at the end of the day, behind the scenes content is our, our next step. I, I always say this, the, the idea of entrepreneurship is great. Like starting your own company, doing all this cool stuff. But the reality of it is shit. It's a lot of struggle. It's mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, adversity that you have to battle through. It's a lot of things that Just getting turned down, the, getting turned down. You, you get no's more than you get a yes. And, uh, the reality of it is is not pretty, but I think if you can capture some of that stuff on camera, I think that a lot of people would be intrigued in that. So that's another step that I'd like to take in 2021. What about you? What do you think? Um, I think for us, if I'm going to go by the last little bit and how busy and hectic we were, and we touched on it earlier, was, you know, we have a few guys that work behind the scenes. You know, we got Gordon, we got Mike, and we got... Uh, what's his name, Brian, and I mean that Aiden guy's been helping out, and there's just all these guys that have been helping out, but for us, it's just two of us, right? So it's for me, I think we're just going to come in 2021, we're going to be hungrier than we were. It's like a lockout season in the NHL. You know, you have a lockout. These are, I know I'm comparing two different things, but at the same time, you come back hungrier. So I think for us, like you said, we found kind of our lane that is going to keep us successful, where we're still going to take exits to do different things, but I think we're going to come back in 2021 just with not a vengeance because that's that's almost like a negative way of doing it. But I think we're going to come banging, man. Like, I think people are starting to realize, you know, what kind of value we're bringing. And, and you got to think about this. This is one example. We do uh, the Max and Cole Harbor um, series there. And we're doing, you know, in-game highlights. Think of all the people that can't go to the games that get to watch this shit. If we had parents when we played that couldn't go to the games... I know that they would be tuning in, right? So it's like the value of what we're bringing for people, not for, for us personally. I like when I see like, oh, thank you so much for putting that up or like, thank you so much for highlighting this or blah, blah, blah. That's what what I think is, is going to push us to be to pump out more. And I think for our fans, um, we're going to just, just pump shit out, man. I think, like you said, those couple bids, if we get those bids... I mean, people are going to see nothing but our name and us in rinks, at stadiums, at fields, um, and that's what we want. That's our main focus, and I just read that off the sign back there, but is to put the spotlight on the athletic community and all it has to offer because right now, I mean, Christ, we just had Cam Lee signed by the Penguins. There's never been a time in East Coast history where athletes are getting more recognized and they're being signed by pro teams, and that's I'm just talking hockey. Um, you know, you got Jake Sanford with the Yankees. You got, I mean, all these guys. You got Morgan Barron, who just won Top Player of the Year in in D one. Cornell, yeah. Uh, like that kind of shit. Steinberg gets drafted last year. Like all these different things. So now's the time for us to be in this, and I, I'm I think I'm enjoying the ride, and I, I'm happy that other people are seeing that as well. So I think we're gonna come back uh, banging in 2021. And another thing that you just mentioned, like other people are starting to see what we can do mm -hmm. when you when you know when you say other people. 
you're hoping advertisers and i'm not saying that we're getting consistent advertising we're we're start like shout out to sport wheels right now for not pulling their advertisement during these times like they're still rolling with us they say as soon as this thing rides out like just pump out more content and start advertising with us so we're still good with them but i'm starting to see what's around the corner i'm not around the corner or we're not around the corner but i'm starting to see what's around the corner Mm -hmm. and right before this whole thing kind of shut down the the advertising opportunities there was a lot not a lot, but there was a good amount. Like, Compared to what we were getting. You right? know, I was at the U Sports Cup there. We were only there for two games, but, you know, like there was probably three companies that approached me and said, you know, let's sit down and talk about mm-hmm. how we can work together. Yeah. You know, so th- there's things, even uh, minor hockey associations that want to work with us too. So there's so many things that are around the corner. We're just, you know, we just need that little push. We just got to get there. And then it just comes back to, to time, work, hard work, and patience because it's there. We just got to push and it'll happen because advertising, like if we get advertising, more advertising, that's how we're going to be able to pay interns, interns, guys that want to, that's the biggest thing for me is these guys, like we, I don't, I don't want to say we joke about it, but it's like when we get a resume or something like that, it's almost kind of weird for us because now all these kids, like I know, uh, Carruthers, Logan, he reached out to us and he was like, Hey man, like. I'm interested in doing this kind of work. And my question to him was, did you have an interest in doing this shit before, you know, we tagged along with you guys at the Telus Cup and stuff? So that that's the big part for me is is seeing people that want to take this route now because because of what we're doing, right? They didn't think it was possible at one point or they didn't think there was anything near or anything out there for them. But now we're we're kind of inspiring people. We got invited to go to a job fair. Like and set up a booth to go represent to a job sports fair. broadcasting. I barely, barely kept the job my whole life. Now I'm going to do a job fair. It's just like, but it's it's true. Like, you know, the the more experiences you have, same with that. It's just with the high button alone. When we started, it was the high button. We did all this different shit. We were doing that shot and this and this and that and that. And we, all those experiences brought us to okay. This is what people want. This is what we're good at. How do we meet those two in the middle, right? But I think the downtime, that was part of the question, was in the downtime. Yeah, just know that we are brewing up. Belanger and I are on the phone with each other two, three, four times a day to the point where our girlfriends are like, who are you talking to? Who are you texting? Who who could you possibly be talking to? It'll be 11 o'clock at night and I'll go, shit, I need to tell Belly this. Or like, this is what we're going to do. Here's our idea. We're constantly, 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 maybe overthinking, but we're constantly trying to uh, come up with new ideas. And, and we're actually open to people's ideas. Oh, uh, don't ne- sit I'll here and think no. that, oh, we should tell them this. If you guys have an idea for us, let us know. We may not do it, but we do appreciate people reaching out, right? So just that's the one thing, I guess, for the high-button fan, high button sports fans is we're not just sitting around moping and complaining. You know, we're talking about shit. We're thinking of different avenues and, you know, things. It's a speed bump right now, but eventually we're going to get through it. It's just like the beginning of the company. It's no different. Yeah. The very, very beginning, you know? Love adversity, hate getting it. <laughs> that's that's Belanger's thing. High button sports, love adversity, hate getting it. That's, we do need to come up with a motto. <coughs> yeah, or, no, not a motto. A, a slogan? A slogan. It's tough, though. Yeah. You know, like a button above the rest. What the fuck does that mean? Because we're not the top button, we're the high button, right? So it's like... It'll come. That's one of my favorite questions, though, was when people go, how do you, what, how'd you come up with the name? And at the beginning, I had no idea. I was just rolling with it. I thought the high button meant you were stoned or something like that, or like <laughs> I didn't know. And that intrigued to me because I, you know, I obviously smoke and I'm like, okay, I can dig that. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't button. even know what the high button was. There's like people, on the shirt. There's people that have come up to me that like want to like work with us. And like before we like, you know, sign the document, what does high button mean? <laughs> like, because they want to know if it's related it's to the It's goddamn Seinfeld reference. Yeah, it's the first and last scene. The button's too high. You look like you live with your mother. <laughs> Which is perfect. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, just makes sense. Everyone's living with their mom right now. Everyone. But, 
Yeah, I don't know. Those were two two pretty good questions. I know that people are uh, probably sleeping and shit like that, but that was a good question to. Yeah, shout out to Mike and Joey. Thanks I like for the that question, uh, he said high buttoners. I kind of like that. I, I almost want to make a T-shirt that says, "I'm a high buttoner." <laughs> you know what I mean? You give them a T-shirt, they come on the podcast, and you say, "I'm a high buttoner" or whatever. But I like it. It's downtime. Yeah, it is downtime. But th- this is the, the beauty of both the world we live in right now. Is it's so media driven and so. Uh, oh. Like, you know, laptops and phones. Like, you just talked about sitting around having beers with your buddies and it felt like you were in the same room, right? It's, it's like, th- there's no reason for us not to be brewing things up, right? We're not going to tell you what we're doing because that's part of the fun for us is to, to drop shit guys, on you yeah. guys and stuff yeah. like that and see what people think. But we're definitely not sitting around moping going, why is this fucking happening to us? Maybe at the beginning. Because let's be real, man. We were about, we were doing the U Cup, okay? We were one of the sponsors for it. Like, our fucking logo was up on the goddamn big screen at this rink. Like, that is a... That, it gave me chills when I just said that. Like, that's a big thing for a year and a half, two years into a company. Um, we were about to do, we were about to be a sponsor for the Junior C Atlantics where we were going to call color every game and the whole rink was basically our oyster. I'm getting chills. Um, the Women's World Championship, you know, we got good connections with Troy Ryan and Jill Sonye and, and Blair Turnbull from here. So it's like, those are just small little avenues that we were going to take to take the big road. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to take side roads to get to the highway. Yeah. I'm making up my own shit because yeah. I've been inside for so goddamn long. But it's like, you know, we were getting amped almost to the point where you and I were going at one point, like a month ago, we were going, what the fuck are we going to do? Like we were just digging to go do shit. And then now all of a sudden we're like, man, we got way too much going on. Like we had to make a schedule. Now we have a combined schedule, you and I, where we're like, okay, we have this here, this here. We can't do that because that like that the Monday we were supposed to do, we were supposed to do the podcast and the mic'd up with the junior C team leading up to it. Then the junior B team reached out, shout out to the pens, my boys. (laughs) And then we were like, fuck, we're in East Hans. We can do both. And then we were like, well, no, we can't because there's two rinks. We were doing one thing on this side and then the other rink wanted us that. So we were like, shit, now we can't do that. But which is good problems to have. Yeah. We're still going to have those problems. That's the thing. We are going to have them. It's just a matter of when. And back to Joey's question about like, how are you riding this thing out? It's just thinking of that this month, March of the opportunities that we did have. I'm not sitting here sulking going, Oh, we could have done this. It's like, no, we, we, you know, the, those that, were set in stone. They were set yeah. in stone. Those so that, were yeah. contracts that we fucking agreed to. We signed off on that just got stopped. And you know what? I'll, I'll touch on this too. I, I really feel for the guys at the U cop and stuff like that. You know, yeah. when same in junior midget, all those guys it, that are, had to end their hockey career. It's not on. even so much that I'm thinking the guys ahead, like, you know, like Chris Larson, yeah. our buddy, he, you know, that's a lot of stress on those guys. You had to completely pull all your sponsorships, all that shit. You Ticket to, refunds. That's what I mean. So it's like, yeah, it's shitty for us. But like, think about that without those guys, we weren't even able to do what we wanted to do. And now it's taken away from everybody. We don't have to refund any money. We don't have to give tickets back. All we have to do is go, ah, fuck. We're at a halt here. We go home, put our high button hoodies on, pretend we're doing something. And then, and then that's it. Right. So you get, but like you said, the athletes with us both being athletes or I guess former athletes. Yeah. I guess for hockey for me, but it's like, Man, that would suck. Like you're in your overage year. Say you're on a winning team. You guys are going down the stretch, and then that's it. So think about there's some guys that went to Acadia just because they were going to be hosting a national 100%. championship, and they didn't even get to play a game. Not one game. Like guys moved from Ontario to Nova Scotia to move away from their buddies to play here, and then get an offer somewhere else, but decide like, yeah, what's his name? Maskant, Liam, friend yeah. of the show, captain of Acadia, had him on the podcast. He he touched on, um. 
you know, he, he would go down to other schools and the OUA and stuff like that. And then he got to Acadia and you find out, you know, you're hosting and we're really big on you. And then all of a sudden you fall in love with the East coast and you know, you make all these choices and this is affecting everybody. It's not just athletes. Right. But it's just like, you, you feel for the man. Cause you, you put all that fucking work in. And I was a lazy piece of shit when I played hockey, but I still always put that work in. You always went to practice. You always went to off-ice, whether you liked it or not. You went to your games, the ups and downs. Like, that's what the sport is all, sports is all about, is dealing with that shit. But this is just like a complete punch in the gut for everybody, you know? I couldn't imagine still playing hockey and then having it taken away from you. Because I know what I went through as soon as my junior A career was done. As soon as I turned 21, like the, the year after, it was the worst. So I can't imagine guys that are, you know, 17 years old in the queue right now, maybe getting drafted to the NHL this year or next year, like their profile's rising, mm-hmm. and then boom, Bam. just swept underneath you. You can't do anything about it. You, you're, you're done right now. Think about you're everybody, on a Baron. Baron, you know? It goes to that blood clot thing, finally gets to come back. They're pushing for a playoff spot, and then bam, it gets taken away again, right? That's, that's it's brutal. one thing to know. Your career is any like when I was playing junior B and we were at Atlantic and we were going into the championship game, I knew that my fucking career was ending as soon as that final buzzer rang. Like yeah. I knew, and it just gave me a really weird feeling saying but that. But think about that last game, how much you put your whole, you put everything into I that. I put game. my whole entire life into that one game. Now we came up short, granted, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. But it's like you knew that it was going to end. Imagine going into a game. You're, you know, you finish the game and then you're supposed to play a, you know, a three and three. You're playing three games this week and you play the first game on Friday night. Bam, season ends. The unknowing of, of is it coming back? Are we playing tomorrow? If not, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, it's one thing to know that it's going to end. It's another thing for it to just end. You know, it's shitty. It's shitty for everybody, especially, and, and like, it's athletes. We keep saying athletes because we're a sports company, but companies, man, like small companies. I know your mom owns a business. She probably had to lay people off, like. It's not easy to do, but I will say this. I don't, I don't do much with politics, but I have been finding myself staring at fucking Justin Trudeau's door every goddamn, like my routine now is I go home from work. Yes, people, I am still working. Um, I sit on my couch, I roll a joint and I smoke it to Trudeau giving his announcements before I, I didn't give a shit. You know, there could have been the whole TV thing could have been covered in politics and I wouldn't give a shit. Elections, all that stuff. Don't care. But now all of a sudden... I'm starting to pay attention. I I still don't understand it fully. And like everybody's chucking out all these numbers, $82 billion for companies and 25 for this and a hundred, hundred million dollars for the food bank and all the shit in my mind. And this is just my opinion. So before anybody ropes into me for this, this is the best I've ever seen the government respond to something like this. Well, it's the first time ever. Like, and like I said to you before, yeah, people are like still shit talking Trudeau, but like you could, he could come out, outside his door and say every single Canadian gets a million dollars in their bank account tomorrow and people would still go well I need a million and a half what the fuck am I supposed to do with a million dollars but there's people praising him like this is the best I've seen him and I know by listening to people talk and reading yeah, shit he's responding and the government is responding in the, in the correct fashion I think the in government, my mind the government stepped up I'll, I'll say that the government stepped up it, it's almost it's it's almost like, tell me if you think this is a, a stretch, but it's almost like a, a bribe for people to not kind of loot and go crazy. Because, you have you know, to, though. That's a society we live but in. Think you about have it. To but, do it. but think if Trudeau just, did, just said, all right, good luck, everyone. Okay, we're closing <laughs> all luck, flights. Good luck, everybody. Else. But, you know, we don't have any money to give you, so good luck. Hopefully, hopefully everything works out. Hopefully if he said that, people would be robbing Sobeys. People would be, They'd be I, rioting. I think it'd be, no, I, I, I don't want to, this is why I say it's a, maybe a bit of a stretch. Because, you know, you know, Canadians are good people. Maybe. 
you know, there wouldn't be riots, but we're not right at the. One it's of the best almost like a little nothing. bit of a, you know, calm down. Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Here's some money. Relax. If you do go on the Canadian government website, there is uh, the tabs are there for you to apply for EI and yep. for small businesses and things like that. Yep. So the options are there, and they're they're throwing all the stuff at us without them fully even having shit in place, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, the, the one thing that really made me realize that this was real is when gas went down to fucking 71 cents. Five dollars gas I, money again. <laughs> yeah, dude, five dollars. Back in high school, man, be like, can you drive me? They'd be like, no, I don't have any gas, but like a chucky five bucks. Like, that's half a tank. Yeah, yeah. Fucking right. I put $20 in my in the SUV yesterday. Yeah. Filled the tank. No. $20. I'm watching people fill up like 30, 40 jerry, jerry, jerry What are they called? Jerry, jerry cans? Jerry cans, yeah. I see people filling them up. Which is insane, right? But that's when I, I was like, it's crazy that that was what made me realize. Yeah. That this shit is real. They're all of a sudden because there's no demand for it, right? Yeah. It'd be a great time. Wouldn't it be great road trip season right now? We spend twenty bucks and go to Fredericton. I was saying this to you upstairs before we started the podcast last night. I had a you know when you have dreams that are kind of you're in and out, but then you have dreams where it's like oh that I thought I was actually in real life. Yeah. I thought last night when I was sleeping when I had that dream that you and I were on a road trip to to Charlottetown, I and wish. I woke up and I was pissed. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. But that's Still how. Home. Because last night before I went to bed, I was last night I had a couple beers because we had the social beers boys night. Yeah, and I was I was up I was probably up to like one two a.m. last night listening to music, and then when I just passed out, it was just one of those deep sleeps. And I remember just thinking the whole time I was at BMO filming you while you were mic'd up, and then we hopped in the car. But here's the thing: we didn't have a car. We had a an RV, and on oh, the RV badass, it yeah. said High Button Sports. It was like a nice brand new RV, and You're we had a driver. In the back on the coach. And I, that's the thing: I was back on the coach editing. Oh, it was such a great dream. Maybe that's just one of those, uh, what do they call it? Like an Could happen. intuition or something like that. Like maybe that's your brain telling you like this is what's coming. Now I have completely fucked up dreams. Like my dreams are nothing like that. Mine, I got, I think because I have a pretty positive mindset all day, not saying you don't, but our brains obviously are different. That's, that goes without saying, but I dream about shit like the negative stuff. So if I bottle things up or if I don't about talk it. about something, then I dream about it, but then it's gone. Yeah. And that's kind of why I smoke, though, too, because it kind of just makes you forget. Like, you've seen the difference. I'm, I wouldn't say a totally different person between, like, not smoking all day and then smoking. It's just like, it's just kind of like you're, you're almost distracted from what, what's going on. You know, you're just like, this is so shitty. And then you're like, well, did, you you're like, did you see that tweet the guy from Global tweeted out when there was a huge lineup going into the liquor store? He goes, 80% of the people were going to get cannabis, 10%, 10%. were going to get beer, and 10% were getting wine. Yeah. Like that's it goes to show you, man. Like tons of people are out there stressed out, just I went trying to. to uh, for my for my, I guess I don't father in law, stepdad. I'm not married, but um, dude, do you know? I'm not gonna get into that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I went to get. I picked up some wine for for somebody, and obviously it was a one stop shop. So I picked up some dope. Yeah. And I, I, when I say dope, I don't mean crack. For all you idiots, um, marijuana, the wana <laughs> of the mara kind, um, but. The lineup was absurd. Was it? I'm surprised they even like this is probably the most they've sold. Yeah, government's and like a the right lines now. are out to the store. Like they actually had like lines set up for you to stay away from certain people because like yeah, you know you're fucking if you're in there stoned or you are a stoner or something you're not thinking about that you're just kind of in la la land like. Yeah. But and this is another thing I found out you can buy your booze at the the weed counter. Oh yeah. Because I was like, "Fuck, I gotta buy this." Oh, then you gotta wait. Now in two I gotta lines. go wait in the other. And the lady's like, "No, no, you just buy it here." One stop shop, baby. No wonder people love it. All right, coming up on an hour here. Do you want to say? Are you serious? Any- yeah, fifty nine minutes. Uh, I don't think I really want to say anything other than like, I guess if I can pass anything along, is do your fucking part. Just do your part. If you want to go give somebody a hug or you want to go hang out in a big group, just don't. 
because it's not about you. It's about everybody else. Um, and we shouldn't have to bribe people. Like you said, this is the way I, if you want people to stay in, make it the law. I know. I'm, I am frustrated about that. You know what I mean? But other than that, like I know set it straight, we're sitting here, you know, seven, eight feet apart and we're telling people to social distance. Well, we're doing our part. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not going to stop living my life. That's just the way it is. And I still want to provide for the high button, the high buttoners, which is our new term. Thanks to Mike. (laughs) And I'm sure we'll probably get more listeners out of this one today because we're pretty much the only people that are pumping out podcasts, spitting chickens through the podcast. No, I think they're still doing podcasts. Yeah, they're, they're fucking beauties. They do it anyways. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Big, we're still going to be pumping out shit. We're still working. We're still brewing up ideas. If anybody has any content ideas or any videos that they want us to put out or it's not a guarantee, but, um, you know, give us a shout. We're still here. We're still working. We're not out in the ranks and stuff like that, but nobody is. So I'd love to be, but other than that, thanks for all the support still. Once again, I don't know. We don't have to tell you like, share, comment, give us a rating, but now's the time. There's no excuse for you not to give us a review. Actually, if everyone, anyone's still listening to this uh, podcast this late in the game, do us a favor. We're trying to get more likes on our Facebook page. If you could go to our page and invite all your friends to like the Facebook page, that'd be sick. That'd be a huge help. Do it and we'll shout you out. Let us know. All right, guys, stay safe. We're out. Peace. Shy, he fight for the extra P. Stacy Beetle, PJ 
JM, my man LG. They know the ass jack is really so on ice. The character is of man, never ever a mice. Shorty, let me tell you about my only vice. It has to do with lots of loving, and it ain't nothing nice. Yourself, girl, you let 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 yourself, girl, you let